Welcome to Divine Inspiration by Dantisha James. Today, the topic is don't give up. Yes, topic today is going to be don't give up. I can remember the time when I was I lost every. I mean, I lost everything and walked into my home, and everything was gone. The only thing that was left in the it was my daughter's bedroom set. I was crushed on that day. I was hurt. I was crying on the hardwood floor. Like, what am I going to do now? I was already on my knees, so I prayed to the Lord, if you are with me, please help me. Tears in my eyes, lost for words. My family has been broken. Now the man that I was in love with has forsaken me. No more furniture, no kitchen supplies, no bedroom set, no appliances. It all has left in one day. Let us get into the word of God. We're going to go into Ruth. Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. And this is what the word of God says. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a feminine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judea together with his wife and two sons went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech and his wife's name was Naomi and the, the names of his two sons were Mahalan and Kilion. They were Ephraites from Bethlehem, Judea. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Emelak and Naomi's husband died, and she was left with her two sons. The land of Moab seems to have been exceptional richness and fertility. It was divided from the land of Israel by the Dead Sea and on the north by the river Armon, the old boundaries between Moab and the Amorites. How far Emelak was just, um, just, yeah, justified in fleeing even the law pressure of feminine from the land of Jehovah to a land where they worship idols. It was disobeying the spirit of God's law. Although Naomi was a faithful follower of the Lord, she experienced great adversity. She and her family suffered and, and suffered the effects of feminine and were displaced from their homes. Like Naomi, we as believers may be faithful and loyal to Christ, yet experience great adversity. In our lives, this does not mean that God has forsaken us or he's punishing us. Adversities and difficulties and misfortunes troubles. Have anyone in here had any, have anyone on this radio station had any adversity, any hard times in life, thinking about giving up because of so much adversity? Even though I lost all my material things, talking about myself, and crushed, it crushed me, I was feeling sad, I felt betrayed, I felt hurt. But I didn't let that stop me. Even though I had to get back up again, it was a process, a process to stand with family members till I can get back up, up again. And me and my daughter had to stay at a place. And a process of filing a divorce, a process in counseling and getting counseling in a room, a process of crying out to God, even though this process was not easy for me. I was tired of pain. I was tired of struggles. I was tired of adversity. I was tired of all the difficulties in life. Let us get into Ruth chapter four, verse five. Chapter I means sorry, chapter one, verse four and five. They married Moabite women, one named Orpher and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Mahalan and Kilian also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Even though Naomi had lost her husband, she still had her two sons and her daughter-in-laws with her for about 10 years. 
She probably had her moments of crying and hurt because of her husband passing away. Adversity was a part of Naomi's life. She was in a Moab in a land where none of her peoples were that she can go talk to to get prayers from a family member. On top of her losing her husband, now several years later, both of her sons died too. She was crushed. She was hurt, thinking that God had forsaken her because they moved out of the land of Bethlehem to Moab, a land that didn't worship the true God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the living God. And Moabite was, um, was enemies against Israelites. So they was enemies against the Israelites. So we're going to go into Ruth chapter 1, verse 11 through 13. And this is what the word of God says. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grow up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. Hmm. And you see how Naomi has thought that the Lord's hand had turned against us. And that's how we can be sometimes when we lose things, when we hurt, when we crush, when something happened, happened to us, just like me telling you a living testimony about me losing everything in one day. My husband walked out on me. My husband took everything. My ex-husband took everything from me, but my daughter's bedroom suit. But the part about it, I had to get back up, even though that time I felt crushed, even though that time I felt like my hope, I was hopeless, even though that time I didn't know what to do, even though that time I didn't know where me and my daughter was going to go. But God, hmm, let me keep going. <clears throat> and so, although it will likely mean loneliness for Naomi, she urged her two daughters-in-law to remain in their homeland in Moab. She believed that they would have no opportunity for remarriage and happiness with her. Naomi believed that her adversity demonstrated that she no longer had God's favor, but that he was against her. And that's how sometimes we can feel that we think that God is against us when we're going through trials, when we're going through tribulations, when we're going through adversity, when we're going through hard times, when we feel like we're crushed and we think that God has given up on us. But God says in his word, if we believe us of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he never leave us nor forsake us. So we're going to have to believe him, even though we might go through these adversities, even though we might go through these hard times, even though that we might go through sickness, we still got to believe what God say, not the lies of Satan, to say is defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Let's keep going on. And so Naomi believed that her adversity demonstrated that she no longer had God's favor, but that he was against her. And so I can remember the time when I was hopeless and I didn't have any more hope left. And I was in the bathroom crying so tired of adversity. I have been dealing with my in my life. Having a child at 17 years old, in struggling as a single mother, going to college, getting my degree, work, working full time, plus taking care of my daughter. Adversity has been a part of my life, a part of my journey, struggles, um, losing all my material stuff. And my dad was not a part of my life. He left me and my sister when I was young as a kid. When we were, I think I was seven years old when my dad walked out. I never asked for this much pain. That's what I was crying in the bathroom. I never 
asked for this much pain. I never asked for this much pain. At the age of 32 years old, I was hopeless. I had so much pain. I was crying in the bathroom. I was sick of pain. I was sick of hurt. I was sick of life. Hmm. But God had another plan for me. So in Ruth chapter 4, verse four, 4, verse 14 through 17, this is what the word of God says. And then woman said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guarded redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. And he was the father of Jess, the father of David. And ain't that amazing? So God didn't forsake Naomi. <laughs> even though Naomi lost her husband, even though Naomi lost her two sons, God did not forsake Naomi. And so, although Naomi had experienced great sorrow and adversity in her life, she had maintained her faith in God. Because of her persevering faith, God so ordered events that her life ended in goodness and blessings. And by allowing her to become great-grandmother of the Israel king, King David, and the ancestors of the future Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, we must not consider all adversity and hardship to be the resource of God's action. Our displeasure with us, for Satan and Satan and ordinary human experience will at times inflict inflict sorry inflict difficulties and trouble on us, irrespective of our dedication to the Lord. And so, as I was crying out in the bathroom, listening to the lies of Satan in my head, I heard I heard a small, still voice: "My child, my child, get up." I got up and looked into the mirror in the bathroom like, wow, God is real. He is with me. I wiped my tears and got back up. If not, It's not a time to give up because life gets hard. It is not a time to quit because of adversity. It is not a time to let the devil win because of fear, because of anxiety, because of affliction. I'm going to need y'all to say out loud while y'all listen to my voice. I don't care if you're in the radio, I mean in the car, uh, in, the, in the house, in the front room. I am not giving up. Let the devil know I am not giving up. Regardless of my circumstances, regardless of the adversity, regardless of the affliction, regardless of what I'm feeling, regardless of the fears and anxieties and things that's coming against my way. I am not giving up. And we got to believe what God says, not what, what our feelings says. And so I, I I I didn't give up. I got back up again because I heard the Lord's voice. And just just a little a click a, a reminder. When I was seven years old, I believed that God was not real. I stopped believing in God because my daddy forsaken me. My daddy was a deacon and he left me and my sister. So when he left us, he my heart got broken. But it was all the plans of the enemy to try to destroy me because God had a calling on my life. But as I got older, I didn't know that until God spoke to me in that bathroom to let me know that he was with me. He said, my child, my child, um, I never leave you nor forsake you. Get up. And that's how I realized that God was with me, regardless of my sins, regardless of my torture, regardless of everything that I did wrong. God was with me. And I got to let you know, regardless of what you're going through, regardless of the afflictions you're dealing with, regardless of how you feel it, regardless of the fears that the enemy trying to throw at you, God is with you. So it's not a time for you to give up. Hmm. Let's go into Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. 
And this is what it says. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. To all who sincerely receive Christ as the Lord and Savior, believers are assured that if they love God above all else and depend on him rather than on material security, the Lord will never leave them nor forsake them, but will never and but will be their helper. Because of this promise, we must be strong and of good courage and persevered in trials and resisting temptation and trusting in the Lord and fully obeying him. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So God will bring good out of all of our afflictions and trials and persecution and suffering. The good that God work is conforming us to the image of Christ Jesus and ultimately bringing about our glorification. This promise is limited to those who love God and have submitted to him through faith in Christ Jesus. The all things do not include our sins and negligence. No one can excuse sin by maintaining that God will work it out for our good. That's a lie. If you're going to stay in sin and you want to be in sin and you think God's going to bless it because you keep staying in sin, that's a lie. God means, I mean, God told us, he told, he told us to turn from our wicked ways. So as we continue to grow, we continue to grow in him and continue to trust in him and have faith in him. We continue to learn how to be loyal to him and be faithful to me and loyal to him. And he changes us and cleans us out of heart to help us be obedient to him, to help us be more hungry and thirsty at him, to help us build a relationship with him. But all of that takes time, but it does not mean that we give up. So God doesn't want us to give up, but the, he wants us to depend upon him. Here's a, anyone, anyone in here, anyone on this list to me in this town to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ does not want you to give up. He has great plans for you, regardless of where you at now, regardless of what kind of situation you is, regardless if you're in poverty, God can do anything. You don't pit no period where your circumstances is. You don't pit no period because of your situation. You don't pit no period because you lost everything. You don't pit no period because God does not pit no period right there. God can do anything. He said with man, like I'm going to say it again, with man it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. So don't pit no period at your life because God is not done with you yet. You you do not give up. You keep believing what God says and you keep believing his word and God will bring you up out of the pit and trust in him through it all in season and out of season. Pray to him all the time and trust in what he says with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to Divine Inspiration. God bless you.